Welcome into the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast with the head coach, Ryan Fleming. I'm Richard Skinner, joined by ESPX broadcasters and St. Xavier students, Cameron Lewis and Jack Snyder. As we review the past week, a one-in-one week for the St. Xavier Bombers and look ahead to the one game upcoming this week. Um, and Ryan, I want to start there, I guess, because now we're in that time of year where you are kind of scheduling some stuff around the holidays, but the guys are out of school and it gives them and maybe you as a staff, because there's a gap in between some games here where it's not, you know, game and then two days later game and, and all those things. Does this give you a chance to do some fundamental things and, and and focus on, again, not just the next opponent, but getting some other things that you don't like that's going on, get some of those things right? Yeah, I, I think that's um, a, a benefit of this time of the year right now. Um, you know, we we have our exams coming up this this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, so so being aware of of the importance of that, um, plays into a little bit of, of your of your question but this is a good time when there's no school when there's no homework there's there's we can stay a little bit later than we need to we don't have to rush to film rush to lift we we can really just focus on ourselves and fix some things that we need to really address on on both ends of the floor um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of teams that do a, a holiday tournament, <clears throat> which hopefully will be one of those teams a, as we go further. Um, but there's two, you, you come out of Christmas better or worse. Um, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of teams that really come together and they improve and they, um, you know, they, they take it really meaningful the, these days where you, where you can really work on things yourselves. Um, or you can take it as this is a break and we're not going to, we're not going to go as hard. We don't have a, we only have three games in three weeks. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that, um, we have the ability to really take advantage of, of this stretch of, of practices between games and really use that to, to get ourselves better. Look back at the week that was, we'll start on Tuesday night, uh, at Covenant Catholic, a 72 54 loss. And, for full disclosure, they are very good. They just played uh, one of the top prep teams in the country, La Lumiere, yesterday, lost by 13. But that tells you the level of competition that they're capable of playing with. Um, I know we talked before that you were worried about the length. Caden Miller, um, the, the transfer from Arkansas, he didn't hurt you as much on the offensive end. Uh, he did have double-digit rebounds. Their guard play was pretty good on that night, was it not? They were, um, you know, the, their three guards in particular, um, their two main ball handlers in, in uh, Harney and uh, McGillis were, were very difficult for us to, to keep them in front. And then we didn't start it from the first possession of the game. We did not guard Hussey well. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we, we didn't really give ourselves a chance in that game, um, starting off slow making really bad decisions offensively, shooting it very fast and rushing into shots that Covcath wants us to take. Um, and we played right into their hands and bam, we look up and it's 18 to six. Um, we, we just, we, we didn't, we didn't do a very good job defensively, knowing personnel outside of, we, we could take Miller pretty well. Um, but, but the other guys, we did not do a very good job um of of containing them and keeping them in front of us and knowing where the shooters are and then offensively um we just we 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 came down and took had one pass and two pass possessions time and time and time again when you play a team that that has almost unlimited offense like Cuffcat does 
um, that that's not a that's not a track meet that you want to get into. So, um, you know, they're they're really really good. They they have a you know they don't have a ton of of senior leadership, but or I shouldn't say that they don't have a ton of seniors. Right. Um, but they they have good guard play. They have perimeter shooting. They have defenders. They have size. They're they're a very difficult team to play. Yeah, and I, I think you you knew that going mm-hmm. in. Um, did did you like the way I guess maybe your guys? I mean, sometimes those games can turn into real ugly blowouts, and it, and it didn't. I mean, eighteen points is still a solid deficit for, for goodness sakes. But did did you like at least after eighteen to six that it didn't get crazy out of hand? Um, yeah, you, you know, they're at the five minute mark in the third quarter, it was actually 24. Um, and we, we cut that back to 11 was the lowest that we got. Um, and you know, so some guys that hadn't got a whole lot of playing time this year, um, got a chance at that point. And, you know, it really, what had, what happened was we had five seniors on the floor, um, that, that third quarter stretch and, um, you know, they were, they were just out there sharing the ball and being tough defensively. And, you know, they got, we, we had some, some confusion defensively and we got lost a few times um, in that segment, but the, the offense just, it felt better. It looked better. Uh, it had, I'm, I'm assuming it had to be more enjoyable to play with just moving the ball, sharing the ball, offensive rebounding. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think we're we're going to be better because of that Cuffcalf game. I, I really think we learned some stuff about ourselves, and the, you know, to the boys' credit, we had a we had a tremendous two days of practice uh, coming off that loss Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like th- this was the teaching tool from the tape for everybody when you watched it, th- whatever day that was that you watched it, to say, hey, this is what it should look like. Yeah, and and quite frankly, actually, I have it right here. We listed the possessions and the amount of passes that we threw on those possessions, and um, you know, it just it, it when you see it up on the whiteboard, it it looks ugly, and it's like, oof, that's that's why we didn't play so well. But as I as I mentioned earlier, that we came in Thursday with with an idea of okay, that that doesn't look right. That's that's not the way that we're going to win a lot of games, and. You know, and Saturday showed that that we did learn some things from that from that Cuff Calf game, which is what you need out of losses. Jack and Cam, I know you guys didn't brought that broadcast that game. Jack, I know I asked you before we started. You said you got a chance to listen to it. You got a question for Coach coming off the Cuff Calf game? Yeah, I do. You mentioned that uh, Caden Miller was going to be a big problem guarding him defensively, and then you obviously faced a similar challenge with Luke Sanders, and you held Sanders to a season low. You hold, hold held Caden Miller to what I assume was a season low. I think four points it was. How have you seen this team grow defensively from the start of the year? Yeah, we um, outside of the Mason game, we've we've done a pretty good job of uh, trying to limit the the other team's best player, um, and the primary defenders on those guys have done a really good job. Um, you know, Wass was on Miller, and uh, Braden Braden Riley was on um, Luke Sanders Saturday, um, and and those primary defenders have done a really good job and. You know, especially with the guards, it helps having Wasp behind them. Um, you know, you have rim protection all the time. But what we have to do a better job of is rotations and closing down the backside and helping the help. And we just – we uh, there's too many defensive possessions where we don't play as a five-man unit where one guy leaves to go help or somebody needs to leave and go help him, and we're just not there yet. And in order for us to be a really good defensive team, we're going to have to improve that. Damn question for coach. 
Yeah, so coming in, uh, out of the Covington Catholic game, we talked pregame before CHCA, and you mentioned how you had those two really good days of practice. How have you seen the effects of like really good practices translate over to game time? Yeah, rarely does it happen where you practice really poorly and you come out and have a great, great effort in the game. Um, you know, typically good practice translates to good games. And, um, you know, a, a lot of it depends on uh, their, you know, a, a couple guys for us. Um, when when they decide to bring it, when they decide to compete, when they decide that they think practice is really important this day, um, we have good practices. And now the challenge is those guys got to understand every day is a good day to practice. Every day is a time to compete. Every day is a practice where we need to get better. Um, you know, a, a lot lies on those guys. And I'm hopeful that we can get keep getting to the point where we practice keeps getting better and better and better. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the feeling from the coaches was we we have not had we did not have a good practice since um friday december 1st that was the last wow. time we had a good practice and um that's coming off of east win mason win feeling good about ourselves and you know i thought we would really react to to the cooper loss and be really ready to go that next day and that monday leading up to cuffcath and just wasn't there so um thursday and friday showed that that it's it's there now and um i think we have we have some attention in, in practice that that we were missing a little bit coming off those wins so now is a big test to come off a win and um have four really good days leading into fairfield well, you came off those two days of practice beat chca on saturday finally got a home game the home opener 63-48 i know people from the outside will look and go well yeah chca is a smaller division blah 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 it's a good program, and, and it's been a good program for, for several years now, and I, I'm sure it was a was a bit of a test. Yeah, it, it, it was a test. Um, Scott Rooks does an awesome job over there. Um, they're, they're very talented offensively. Luke Sanders is a, is a really good player. Um, and then they, they, they ran something that, you know, we didn't really prepare for. What they, they ran a box and one on Donovan. Um, and then they <clears throat> took the top of their box, the two elbow guys, and kept them in the lane. So, um, you know, there's the, the reason for, you know, Weber and Dealey getting up seven threes was they, they were wide open the entire game and they, they couldn't pass them up. And, you know, to Dealey and to Weber's credit, they were both the last two guys in the gym shooting on both Thursday and Friday. And, you know, uh, Will Goshorn, when I get here on, on Saturday morning before 2 o'clock, he and Donovan are both in there shooting two hours before the game starts. And Will comes in and knocks down a shot. And, you know, Donovan gets boxing one because of because of his production. So, um, you know, those other three guys really get to see the production, talk, trying to talk Donovan after the game about, you know, it doesn't feel great to hear this, but, you know, the, the reason for – the, the, our offensive production was because they were basically having one guy shade him and the other four know exactly where he was, where he was at all times. So um, a, a lot of, a lot of that production goes to the attention that they put on him. Yeah. Um, obviously uh, I've thrown that defensive people. I'm sure you have at times. It's very, very rare that, that I would ever do it, but, but there are occasions. I know I coached a kid at, at Beachwood, Scotty Dorado got boxed in one to ton and, 
he handled it really well. He just kept moving, trying to be a part of the offense and found ways to get his points. I don't want to take this as a negative. How did Donovan handle that? Because players handle it differently. Some of them just go and hide and say, okay, you're going to do this to me. I'll just stand over here. Some of them do try to stay involved in the offense. And it's a tough I, thing to handle. It is. <clears throat> it is. And um, Donovan handled it great. He kept himself moving. Um, I don't think we as a coaching staff handled it as, as great as we needed to, but um, he kept himself moving. He, he kept, you know, anywhere that he went, there was three defenders there because of the way their box was. So he was collapsing three guys' attention, which is allowing um, guys to get wide open looks. And um, he, he got himself active on, on a few rebounds and he, he never, he never let it take him out of the game. He just kept on, kept himself moving, kept running off screens. Um, and again, it, it doesn't show up in the box score or the stat sheet, but um, a lot of our offense be, was was there because of the defense that was given to focus on him individually. You mentioned he was in getting up some shots early. Um, I, I know statistically he he struggled to start this season from three-point range. Is that just a matter of a guy maybe in a funk? Is it a matter of shot selection? Um, is it a little bit of both? No, he he's he's not forcing anything. He's not he's not taking bad shots. Um, you know, he's the focal point of of most scout, uh, scouting reports right now, and um, the way that we've tried to implement offensively um, has been has been big dominant to begin with. Um, and we're we're trying to to do more and trying to go back and look at some things where. You know we need to we need to free him up more. We need to get him some space. We need we need his shooting and his scoring um, to really get to where it can be. Um, and you know it's it's he, he's he's missing some open shots, but it's not from a lack of work. Um, he's in the he's he's in on the gun before school. You know he's staying all day on Saturday shooting before the games. It, it's not that. It's um, free. We got to find some way to free him up some space. We got to find some way to get him some the ball and some scoring spots and um you know it, it'll come it'll come for him jack and cam you guys broadcast the game i'll start with you jack you got a couple of questions coming off that game for coach fleming uh yeah sure i just was we saw early in the season it seemed like you had a pretty clear-cut rotation and you have had dominic sadoti and will gossman coming here and provide valuable minutes you also had four guys scoring double figures on saturday what does that show about your team and maybe just a little bit of question about luke luke Lair and maybe why he didn't play on Saturday. It looked like maybe in a football injury or something like that. Yeah, get getting production across the board is um is, is something that we we're aware that we have in practice each day. We you know we see it we see it all the time. Um you know it, it feels good that to go out there and um you know CHCA just totally didn't guard a few people and um you know the the three guys in particular went um uh, eight for 15 from three. Um, so, so, you know, we, we, we know that those guys can come in and, and give us production. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy to get 10 guys in. It's not easy to get 12 guys in. And, um, you know, it, that's, it's part of what makes practice competitive each day is that, you know, we are open to, you know, guys that do the right things, guys that share the ball, guys that make the right shots. It makes practice very competitive um, in that sense. And, um, yeah, Luke dinged up his uh, his shoulder a little bit in practice. Um, you know, we'll see we'll see here uh, this week how how it bounces back. Cam, how about you? A couple of questions. 
Yeah, so looking back at the box score, only nine total personal fouls for the Bombers in the game, three of which came from Brendan Dealey. How nice was it to see your team uh, be so disciplined throughout that game? Yeah, they, we we did a really good job of uh, pressuring the ball without fouling. Um, Dealey and Weber in particular did a great job on the ball handlers of, of, of pressuring them and making it difficult on them. Um, but Braden Riley's defense was outstanding on, on Saturday. Um, for, for him to you know, limit Sanders to 16 shots and 16 points, um, and, you know, he, he only had a couple easy baskets. He really had to work for everything that he got. Um, Braden's length, Braden's effort, I, I can't speak more to to his effort on Saturday in the way that he just dug in and, and really defended Sanders really well, uh, which was which was very impressive to see. But but yeah, we did a we did a good job of of defending without fouling, kept him off the foul line. I think we talked about that early camp, keeping Sanders off the foul line because um, he gets there a lot. So I was I was happy with our guys with that effort. Next up is Fairfield. It's on Friday. Um, it is on the road again, so it's it's been a crazy schedule. I, you guys will come home again until January 9th, I think. Yeah, so yeah. another road road game. They're off to a sluggish start, one in five. They've gone through a great run of success of, of late, the last handful of years. And you mentioned this isn't the end of exam week, and, and that while you have a couple practices in there to get ready for this game, the exam week is also a tough week as well. I mean, that's where the focus should primarily be, and it probably is, and you're trying to get ready for a game, and people, are, maybe even your players, will look at the record and go, "Yeah, we're good." And it's it's just not going to be the case. It's a GMC school. It's got some dudes, and always has some dudes. Yeah, I, I hope I hope we've we've learned uh, learned to not watch the scoreboard after after our Cooper game. Um, but but yeah, th- it's going to be a difficult task for us. Um, again, another another team that is is very guard guard dominant with quick guards and. Um, we, we have to try to play the game of chess of, of using our size as, as our strength versus trying to beat them with, with their guards as their strength. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's something that I think our guys are pretty mature with in the fact that taking care of your, your time management skills of your homework, your exams, your studies, while also making time for basketball and you know, like like our our six seniors that we have, it's it's such a big deal for them because this is their last this is their last time. So it, it's not an issue for them necessarily. But our, our younger guys, just getting them through the idea of, you know, exams are important, but but so is this game coming up, and um, it'd be it would be much sweeter to go into to Christmas at four and two than it would be knotted up at three and three. So I'm hoping that we can handle it with maturity and have practice each day with intensity and competition. Jack, any final questions for Coach? I don't think so. I just okay. think that obviously you've been a tough schedule. You guys are bounced along the way, and I think that that's what comes to being the coach at St. X. And Fairfield's been a long-standing rivalry with this team. A pretty two good games last year where they split one and one. Uh, have you seen Fairfield from someone at all, or what do you know about their team? Yeah, I, I've watched Fairfield from from afar, not not necessarily in depth the past few years, but um, th- this year I've I've seen them live once and and watched some film. Um, they they have some they have some really talented guards and and they have some young guards and um, you know I, I I don't know that that could be part of the sluggish start, but 
Um, the other thing is, if you look at their schedule, they're they're not they don't have any cakewalks uh, that they've played so far. You know, they played three league games and two GCL South games, so um, they they they've really they've really had a difficult schedule up to this point. Cam, you got a final question? Yeah, so just looking ahead to Fairfield, uh, looking at their averages, obviously their leading scorer, Cameron Sanders. You mentioned how young this team is, starting guard, leading scorer, and he's only a junior. Um, also, as a team, they're shooting only 37% from the field. Obviously, you mentioned a very tough schedule so far, facing some really good defenses. How big of a role is your is your team's ability to limit open shots going to be on Friday? Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a really good job of of sitting down and, and guarding one on one and keeping the ball in front of us and uh, trying to provide help when needed and then getting ourselves out to their shooters. Um, you know, their their statistics don't speak to the way some of their guys shoot shoot the ball. We saw this fall some that there some of their guys are are some some really lights out sh- shooters. Um, and, and they're just kind of in a funk right now in a cold streak, maybe, or it could be a compliment to the, the defenses that they've played. So, um, we got, we got a, the biggest thing for us is keeping the ball in front so we don't have to sell out to help and leave so much space to the shooters. We, we really have to do a better job defensively of keeping the ball in front of us and, and our one-on-one defense. Well, good luck on Friday night, uh, Ryan. A chance to get to four and two, as you mentioned. I'll paint an even rosier picture. A chance to get to four and zero against Ohio schools. So maybe there's there's something to that. You don't have to play Cooper and Cuffcalf in the postseason. Just Ohio schools. So there you I like, go. I, I like the sound of that. There you go. For Cam Lewis and Jack Snyder of ESPX and the head coach Ryan Fleming, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Saint Xavier Basketball Podcast from ESP Media.